Hello? Anybody home? Today, I want you to open your mind. I've almost come to the conclusion that the story is so damning that the mass of people can't deal with it. We are in process of developing a whole series of techniques to get people actually to love their servitude. We face a hostile ideology, global in scope, atheistic in character, ruthless in purpose and insidious in method. Well, we are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy that relies primarily on covet means for expanding its sphere of influence. To change the minds and the attitudes and the beliefs of the people of the world, and especially the United States, to bring about one world socialist totalitarian government. The potential for the disastrous rise of misplaced power exists and will persist. It has patterned itself after every dictator who has ever planted the ripping imprint of a boot on the pages of history since the beginning of time. If you can get people to consent to the state of affairs in which they are living, then you have a much more easily controllable society than you would if you were relying wholly on clubs and firing squads and concentration camps. Tools of conquest do not necessarily come with bombs and explosions and fallout. There are weapons that are simply thoughts, attitudes, prejudices to be found only in the minds of men. The military-industrial complex not only controls our government, but they control our culture. As you connect the dots between different people, organizations, places, religions, history, suddenly the picture starts to form. If you don't connect the dots, it's just a mass of what's all this about. The kingdom of God is within man, not one man nor a group of men, but in all men, in you. You, the people, have the power to make this life free and beautiful to make this life a wonderful adventure. Someone born in the United States is not more special than someone born in Mexico. Someone who is white is not more special than someone who is black. They're just vehicles for the consciousness to experience. Brutes have risen to power, but they lie. They do not fulfill that promise. They never will. Dictators free themselves, but they enslave the people. War is peace. Freedom is slavery. Ignorance is strength. They do not want your children to be educated. They do not want you to think too much. It was learned that the aliens had been and were then manipulating masses of people through secret societies, witchcraft, magic, the occult, and religion. They reach into our children in music, television, books. Pray on children's innocence. How can I disprove lies that are stamped with an official seal? So if you have the opportunity to stand next to one of these machines, it feels like an altar to an alien god. The Army Air Forces has announced that a flying disc has been found and is now in the possession of the Army. You can deny all the things I've seen, all the things I've discovered, but not for much longer, because too many others know what's happening out there. And no one, no government agency has jurisdiction over the truth. Any state, any entity, any ideology that fails to recognize the worth, the dignity, the rights of man, that state is obsolete. A case to be filed under M for Mankind in the Twilight Zone. It's about time some of you got acquainted with the real hard truth. Freedom is the privilege to be right. Freedom from the disasters of our mistakes. It's the heart that says, I will not acquiesce. Across the gulf of space, intellects 
vast and cool and unsympathetic, regarded our planet with envious eyes. Each of us, when separated, is always looking for our other half. And the desire and the pursuit of the whole is called love. Heart perception will change everything. your host Ryan Gable and you are listening to the Secret Teachings Radio right here on the Fringe FM. If you'd like to contact the show you can email us as always at rdgable at yahoo.com Find us on social media at facebook.com forward slash the secret teachings and check out our website at www dot the secret teachings dot info for our full show archive and more when you subscribe to the show archive you also get access to the montage archive you can download and stream those shows and montages with your subscription for the month of april the month of burning and the month of beltane or walpurgis You'll also get a free copy of either The Technological Elixir or Food Philosophy, two of the three books that I've written that are in publication right now. And that subscription will also come with all of the digital books I've written, and it will all be accessible on the website at thesecretteachings.info. Again, if you have any questions, email us at rdgable at yahoo.com. That's r-d-g-a-b-l-e at yahoo.com. Tonight, I want to talk to you about something that I'm, I'm kind of laughing at myself talking about it because it's not really my area of expertise, and I don't really know uh, a lot about the topic. <clears throat> and <clears throat> I was thinking, you know, I should probably touch on this subject. It's a, it's a Friday night, and I'm leaving for my vacation in the next couple of hours, and I thought, you know what, let's do a fun Friday night show. I tried to get a co-host, but no, nobody was available, and I thought, all right, well, I'll just do it myself. <laughs> I don't know a lot about this, but that's fine. Um, I asked my friend Jack. He didn't know much about this, and my friend Mike D., he, he was busy. And then I I even asked my partner, Hope. I thought she might want to do it, and I, I think she might have. I, I can't really speak for her but I think she might have wanted to do it but she's been so busy we're getting ready to go on this trip she hasn't really had time to do anything else so let me do it let me tell you what it is it's about marijuana tonight and as some of you know I don't smoke marijuana I don't do any kind of recreational drug I will eat minor, minor amounts of processed sugar, which is as addictive as heroin in the major scientific literature. And I will, on rare occasions, eat processed bread. Recently, I've been eating a lot more uh, organic sourdough bread from a local bakery, things like that, not like Wonder Bread or something. But those are drugs, wheat, uh, uh, white flour, excuse me. I mean, even wheat can be addictive. Anything can be addictive, but white flour, processed sugar, you know, bleached flour, bleached uh, products that are processed like that. It's just as addictive as heroin. And, um, you know, I've never smoked weed. 
I don't like calling it weed. I don't think that that's an appropriate name for it, particularly because I think that there are numerous therapeutic benefits of marijuana. And I believe that depending on the reason that you're smoking it, I think cannabis is very safe. And I think that it helps with chronic pain. And I think that in regards to it being safe, that's in relationship to things like opioids or opiates that are much more addictive and that people on a daily basis overdose on and die at alarming numbers, like very, very disturbing numbers of people that die every week, every month, and every year from opioid addiction. And and a lot of times, it's not because they're doing it in some illegal-like fashion. It's because they're taking drugs as doctors prescribed, and it's just it's killing people and people then get addicted to it they can't get it if the doctor doesn't prescribe it so they start on other similar types of drugs and so if you go to the centers for disease control and they have a page for drug overdose deaths uh, in general and it says that uh, close to a million people since 1999 have died from overdose in 2019 70,000 630 drug overdose deaths occurred in the United States. The age adjustment rate of overdose deaths increased by 4% from 2018 to 2019. And it says opioids, mainly synthetic opioids, other than things like methadone, are currently the main driver of drug overdose deaths. 72.9% of opioid-involved overdose deaths involve synthetic opioids. So these are things that people are mostly prescribed. I guess you could... um, You'd have to break this down because, you know, drug overdose, what what constitutes a drug? Is it legal? Is it illegal? Is it organic in the sense that it just grows? Is it cultivated? Is it synthetic, processed? Like, there are so many different ways to break it down. But hundreds of thousands of people are dying every couple of years for the abuse or the proper taking. And that's another thing that has to be separated of, of various forms of drugs. Opioids were involved in over 49,000, almost 50,000 overdose deaths in 2019 alone. Drug overdose deaths involving psychostimulants such as methamphetamine are increasing with and without synthetic opioid involvement. So drug overdoses in general are, what I mean, skyrocketing. You could, you could say that. I mean, it doesn't necessarily mean that they're worse now than they were last year, but the number of overdose deaths are incredibly high. Uh, and this is just for opioid overdoses. So we're looking at, in 2019, 70,000 people plus, 70,630 died of drug overdose from opioids. And marijuana, cannabis, is a much safer alternative. But cannabis is not something that's easily profited from by the pharmaceutical companies that make these painkillers. And if you can't get the painkillers, then you try other forms of drugs, synthetic or otherwise. I don't believe that marijuana is or isn't, uh, you know, obviously people that are very, very, I guess you could call them conservative. I don't really mean that politically, but conservative in their views on drugs. They don't really believe in taking Tylenol or aspirin because of God or their religion. 
Oh, they'll say, you know, marijuana is a gateway drug, right? And I don't necessarily disagree with that, nor do I agree with it. I don't think the drug in most cases is really the problem. I don't know if it's, you know, if it's just cannabis, but I, I think, you know, tobacco, white flour, white sugar, I think these things are just as addictive, and I think they themselves are gateways into other behaviors and other abuses. And I think that if they are gateways, you know, gateways still have gates. That's why they're a gateway. The gate opens, but the gate can't be open unless you put a key in it. So it's your decision to do it. And that's the problem that I have with the, the marijuana culture. Now, I live in West Bloomfield, New York now, and I'm not further than a half hour outside of the city of Rochester. And I've lived a lot of places. I've lived in St. Petersburg, Florida. I've lived in Morgantown, West Virginia, College Town. I've lived in Tucson, Arizona, which was riddled with, uh, you know, the part of Tucson I lived in, which wasn't like a terrible part of town. It was riddled with needles and a lot of, lot of various drugs there, a lot of heroin and a lot of, lot of meth. You know, meth is like a desert drug. Uh, but you know, I've, I've lived in Boise, Idaho and it, meth was really bad there. I've never lived anywhere where the city literally smells like marijuana all the time. And that was before marijuana was legalized in the state of New York. In fact, New York is one of a handful of states, including Virginia, and New Mexico that has legalized marijuana in the last couple of weeks. Now, obviously, that doesn't mean that you can carry it across the border into other countries because those are federal laws that prohibit that. You can't carry it into Canada, even if it's legal there and vice versa, because the border is federally controlled. I guess if you're looking at the southern border, there there is no border, but the northern border at least. And there are legalization bills moving forward in other states across the country to make it legal from Delaware to Minnesota. Lawmakers are working to try and end prohibition of marijuana by the end of 2021. And of course, people are very excited about this because this means you can get your marijuana. It's like if you're in Oregon or something, you get your marijuana and you get your little chewy gummies and your chocolate and makes everything better. Now, I get that it helps people. In fact, most people I know who have smoked marijuana usually have some reasoning. It's usually related to pain that they smoke it. My problem is that marijuana becomes a crutch. Marijuana becomes a crutch just like food becomes a crutch. And when it becomes a crutch, it becomes detrimental to your health and to your lifestyle. You become addicted to it. You can tell me all about the science and the chemicals and the electron microscopes or whatever microscopes they use to analyze it and look how pretty that weed is. But you can get addicted to marijuana just like you can get addicted to anything else. Hell, I'm addicted to reading. If I don't read like daily, I get really anxious and I get like shaky. Like I have to read. I need to learn something. So I have an addiction to that. Okay. There's no chemical that I'm getting from the book per se. I mean, maybe, you know, I like to smell books. Maybe there's a chemical coming from the paper and the ink, but I, I just like to read. I like to learn. The process of doing something can become addictive. Even if there's no chemical process in the product that's causing that addiction. It might be an addiction to the good feeling you get when you do it. You're addicted to the feeling more so than the marijuana, but the marijuana is still the gateway to that feeling. At least that's how I see it. So you can argue, and this is what bothers me. I see these there's magazines now here in New York that are like, you know, uh, all about weed because it's illegal now. 
And the magazine, I thought this was bizarre. The magazine I saw at the grocery store, it, it, it was mostly like black people and, you know, a picture of like a black guy smoking a joint in a recording studio. And it's like marijuana gives me creative energy to do things. And it was like mostly white executive people that were writing the articles about black people smoking marijuana to make music. And that, that was literally the, the, the news thing I saw. I mean, there, there were several different magazines that were covering it, but the one I saw was like that. And I thought that was bizarre. I thought that was kind of like just, hmm, that's interesting. I don't really understand why they're focusing on the black community. But I do, I do question this idea that marijuana creates this, this thing of, you know, we call creativity. And I, and I question it based on not empirical evidence, admittedly, based on circumstantial evidence. My evidence is I don't smoke marijuana at all, never have, probably never will. I don't see a need to because I get the same feeling that people describe when they say they smoke weed. I get that feeling naturally. Now, I haven't smoked weed, so I don't know what that feeling is directly, but from what I see and what people explain, I get that feeling by reading and by doing radio and things like that. So that's just my drug of choice, if you will. But if it really makes you that creative, I'd like to know why the average person who smokes weed on an average daily, weekly basis isn't like painting the Sistine Chapel. You know what I mean? They aren't like writing the great American novel. They're not like inventing new, wonderful things that can clean up the environment. Most of these people are sitting in their homes and they've got pot residue on their bong, their little bowl, and there's weed, you know, all over the counter, and their house smells like a plant and dirt, and the whole street smells like marijuana. In fact, I, you know, when I go over to Hope's place over in the city, her, her whole street just smells like marijuana because the people below her sell marijuana, and now it's legal, so everybody's excited about it. But when I go over there, it's like the whole street smells like marijuana, the whole city smells like marijuana, and that's before it was legal. But then again, the city of Rochester also smells like trash, <laughs> and it smells like human feces. It's a disgusting, disgusting place to live. And it might be beautiful, some of it, but the city is like, it's like Portland, okay? It's just trash everywhere, people urinating on the side of the road, needles in the street. It's, it's disgusting. But that's what you get in those kinds of cities, right? So I guess my point is, I, I, in thinking about this, I don't buy all the arguments that marijuana makes you more creative and marijuana does this like i get it it can help with chronic pain and that's what it probably should be used for but to argue that it helps with chronic pain and then to abuse it on a daily basis without addressing why you have chronic pain and to abuse it on a daily basis without addressing you know why you can't come up with creative solutions without doing some kind of drug to me that's very very I'm trying to choose my words carefully. I do believe it's very weak. And I honestly think it's kind of pathetic. But that's my point of view, of course. And I think it's... I think it's just something's missing from the equation. I, I don't know what it is, but I think something's missing from the equation. And we're going to explore that a little bit more and, and, and try to understand why marijuana was legalized in so many places and why it might be legal in more places, perhaps a state that you live in. And we're going to do that tonight on The Secret Teachings. I'm Ryan Gable. There's more after this. Don't go anywhere. This is KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. 
the month of April brings us further into the waxing of the year, from the spring equinox to Beltane. Join us on The Secret Teachings to track this turning of the yearly wheel through synchromysticism, pop conspiracy, and more Monday through Friday on The Fringe FM. And as the sun waxes, expand your perception with a subscription to our show archive, which includes montages and my digital books. A one-time donation or a yearly subscription of $45 at the moment supports the show, the network, and you. Just visit www.thesecretteachings.info and click on the subscribe tab at the top of the page or use PayPal directly with the email rdgable at yahoo.com. All yearly subscribers also get a free copy of The Technological Elixir or Food Philosophy with free shipping in the U.S. You can also buy the book separately, including the enormous compilation of Occult Arcana. That's thesecretteachings.info. And your support allows us to do what we do Monday through Friday right here on The Fringe FM. Alex Exum. My name is Alex Exum, and you're listening to The Fringe FM. So, you love talk radio, then you'll love TalkStreamLive.com. TalkStream Live is always on, 24-7, with the best streaming talk shows. Find your favorite talkers and discover some new ones. It's free, readily available online, or on mobile with any smartphone or tablet. Finding your favorite talk shows all in one place has gotten a whole lot easier. Just go to TalkStreamLive.com. Be sure to download the free apps from Google Play or the iTunes App Store. Do you want to know more about UAPs, the paranormal, conspiracy analysis, current events, and other topics that interest you? I'm Jess Rogie, host of The Rogie Report. Explore The Unrevealed every Wednesday night, 6 p.m. Pacific, live here on The Fringe FM, KTLK Digital Broadcasting. This is Kev Baker of the Kev Baker Show. You can find me at Truth Frequency Radio or on my home website, www.kevbakershow.com. And you're listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. The truth is out there. And so are we. KTLK. Digital Broadcasting. The Fringe FM. Hello, folks. This is Jordan Maxwell. My website is jordanmaxwellshow.com, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings. Excellent shows. Keep listening with your host, Ryan Gable. It's April, the month of burning when the sun proceeds into its waxing phase, right here on KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. What are we going to do tomorrow night? Same thing we do every night. Try to take over the world. This is David Icke, and you are listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. It's time you got acquainted with the real hard truth. This is Michael Strange from Troubled Minds. Did you hear that scientists recently discovered radio waves coming from Proxima Centauri? Well, I cannot confirm nor deny we are broadcasting from that neck of the woods. You are listening to KTLK, The Fringe FM. Thanks again. Um, this is very refreshing, and I look forward to talking with you more soon, Ryan. Hey, this is Anthony Tyler, author of Dive Manual, Empirical Investigations of Mysticism, uh, website divemind.net, and you are listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable, my man. 
I'm your host, Ryan Gable, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings Radio. I'm sure a lot of you know now that marijuana is legal in several states in the United States of America. It is now legal in New York. It is legal in New Mexico. It is legal in Virginia and a number of other states. Virginia, New York, New Mexico are the recent states to legalize marijuana. Of course, there's a marijuana lobby behind a lot of this, and politicians like the so-called governor of New York are using it to distract from the fact that he was touching and sexually assaulting people that worked for him, which in and of itself is a distraction from the fact that he is responsible for the deaths of hundreds, perhaps thousands of elderly people, which is also further distraction from the fact that the numbers and the data for the state of New York for COVID-19 were highly skewed. And so since people ask some questions, it's like, no, 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 that's not fake. That's the most important fraud to maintain afloat. So how about he touched some women? Oh, no, he touched some women. And then he's like, well, we got to can't focus on that either. So then he's like, we got to we got to legalize marijuana as the governor. So we, everybody just gets high and forgets about what I did. I mean, it's just used as a political tool. And in most states, people are asking too many questions. Well, eh, here's a joint. You know, it's kind of like the flower power movement in the 1960s. It's passive resistance to war and to conflict and to social unrest and social injustice. You know, take some acid. Smoke something, snort something, inject something, listen to some music, and go to sleep like a good little sheep. I mean, literally, there's a well-documented history of the Central Intelligence Agency and bands and others, Woodstock's the most famous, but all across the country, passive resistance, uh, basically a form of a counterintelligence operation to create passive resistance in the general population and to prevent people from protesting and demonstrating and voicing their concerns for, you know, social justice or war or whatever it might be, you know, the Vietnam War, most famously. So now that marijuana is legal, I, I expect to see, like, the most explosive artistic expressions the world has ever seen. Why do I expect to see that? Well, because I'm constantly told by the pro-marijuana groups and the pro-marijuana lobby, that marijuana facilitates creativity. So if it facilitates creativity, I want to see some Beethoven. I want to see some like, I want to see some like Tupac. I want to see like, you know, new architecture. I want to see the cities cleaned up, you know, new inventions that clean up the streets from all the trash and the feces in places like Rochester. I want to see a utopia because marijuana, if it's legal and everybody's going to smoke it legally, I think we should have a boom. We should have a renaissance. We should have an explosion of creativity. The reality of the situation is that won't happen because I would suggest, and it's totally arbitrary, I'll admit, totally arbitrary, I'd say about 8 of 10 people who use that argument are using it as a justification to feed their addiction and their habit, which is they can't function without marijuana, but it makes them more intelligent, it makes them smarter, it makes them, most importantly, more creative. Now, if you smoke marijuana and you feel more creative, fantastic. It works for you. I, on the other hand, don't smoke marijuana, and I feel very creative because I like to learn, and that's my drug of choice, learning. I get the chemical reaction in the brain. I'm addicted to that. 
So you might not be addicted to the marijuana plant itself, but you're addicted to the feeling you get when you smoke it, which I shouldn't have to tell you, no matter how many medical benefits there are to it, inhaling smoke into your lungs and holding it is not good, and it contributes, whether it's marijuana, cigarettes, you're smoking other forms of hard drugs, or you're smoking on the the e-cigarettes, or you're smoking uh, whatever people, some people smoke pixie sticks. You know, if you're inhaling things into your lungs and you're having trouble breathing, it's not COVID-19. It's all the things that you're inhaling into your lungs that are not viral particulates. All right. And then your lungs and your body is going to produce things called exosomes by pocketing up the poison and trying to excrete it from your cells because you're poisoning yourself. So it might have benefits that are, I mean, they can concentrate it. They do the weed butter. They do the CBD oil, which doesn't have the THC. There's a lot of things they can do with the marijuana. There's a lot of things you can do with hemp. And that's fantastic. And I think that we should absolutely, sincerely and seriously focus our energy and attention on those things. But don't give me this argument that marijuana makes you creative and that's why you smoke it every day. If that's the case, why do you smoke it every day? Because you're so creative, you're creating all these wonderful things when most of the people I know who smoke weed, they just lay on their couch all day, watch TV, eat, and smell literally like a trash can because they don't take a shower. You know, I had, and I'm thinking I had a roommate. This is what I'm thinking of right now. I had a roommate like that. He just literally laid on the couch all day, downloaded movies illegally, which is, you know, whatever. I don't care about that. I've done that. But watch TV, watch movies all day, and he laid there in a disgusting uh, T-shirt and a pair of boxer shorts and did literally nothing the entire day and just smoked, 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 smoked. The house smelled like weed. There's marijuana, burned marijuana residue all over the counter, all over the floor. You know, that disgusting bong water that this guy never cleaned. I mean, I lived with that guy for like a year and a half. Um, he was like one of the only main friends I had when I lived in Orlando, and then he ended up stiffing me on the writ and leaving. I mean, what, what, and what else would I expect from someone who lays on the couch and smokes weed all day? So my direct experience hasn't been great with people who do that, but neither has my experience been great with people who do heroin, you know, or people that drink excessive amounts of alcohol. That my experience hasn't been good with that either. I don't need a scientist, a doctor, the pro or the anti marijuana lobby to tell me. One thing or another about marijuana, I know that I see people smoke it until they burn themselves out and they don't know what day of the week it is, okay? And that's not because marijuana did it. That's because they don't have control of their life and they're using marijuana as an excuse because, oh, it'll be better tomorrow, the classic drug addict attitude. Oh, I can quit any time. And you can show me scientific report after scientific report. Oh, it does not. it's not addictive. Well, then you explain to me why people are addicted to it then. And likewise, explain to me why people aren't addicted to it. Because the person's constitution matters. That's why some people can have a beer and not get blackout drunk. And they can hold their alcohol. And they don't drink excessively. And that's why people can smoke a little bit of marijuana and just takes the edge off and they're okay. That's why some people even though I don't you know, eat a lot of processed food and I wouldn't eat fast food, some people can go and get a sandwich once in a while, but then cook at home or eat 
better food than processed, you know, things like, you know, the, the, the red meats and the processed sugars and the flours and, you know, fast food cheeseburgers and things like that. And, you know, so you, you're in control. That's the point I'm trying to make. The marijuana is not in control. All right. You're in control. The fast food's not in control. You're in control. You can be addicted to it, but you're still in control. You're, you're still putting that food in your mouth. You're still putting the joint in your mouth or the blunt, you know, whatever, however you smoke. You do it out of the bong. I, I just, I personally don't like the culture. I just don't like the culture of the weed leaf and the 420. Doesn't mean I hate you if you smoke marijuana. I just don't like the culture of it. You can say maybe it's because you've never been in that culture. I know. I know what that culture is. It's a bunch of people that smell bad and either don't want to do anything or they want a virtue signal that they care about the environment and so they wear tie-dye shirts and uh, smoke weed all day. Okay, that is not impressive to me. What's impressive is getting out and doing something about your community if you're really that concerned. Marijuana does nothing. That's an excuse to lay on your ass and do nothing all day. But can it help people? Absolutely. Marijuana can help people with chronic pain, whether it's CBD without the THC, smoking marijuana, it can help. And maybe the benefits of the marijuana smoke are, are more uh, beneficial than the detriments of inhaling smoke into your lungs like that. So while New Mexico, New York, and Virginia have legalized marijuana in recent days, um, other states are looking to do the same thing and hopefully to do it by the end of the year. Uh, Connecticut, Delaware, Minnesota. Well, you wouldn't know if it's marijuana smoke or riot smoke, you know, fires there in Minnesota. Uh, Rhode Island, I think, is going to do it. Um, Texas has actually introduced a marijuana decriminalization bill. A number of other states have done this. And so when this happens, now, now, you, now you can invest more money in cannabis and you can work at like a weed farm. And so what's happening now with your marijuana, it's pretty, um, I, I would be pretty upset. That's pretty scary if you, if you like your marijuana because now you thought people were lacing it before. You thought there were hardcore strains that were made that you just can't tolerate. You wait until it's decriminalized and legalized, and then what's going to happen? Well, I'll tell you what's going to happen. Big biotech and big agriculture are going to take control of it, and you ain't going to be able to get your marijuana legally because those companies are going to own it and control it, and you're going to have to pay them for it. And if you want to grow it yourself, well, hold on a second there. Somebody owns a patent on that strain of marijuana. You can't grow it. So then it'll decriminalize the usage of it, but then essentially it'll be copyright infringement, patent infringement, whatever they call it, if you want to grow it in the future. These companies are going to have a monopoly on your marijuana because you did it wrong. You wanted legislators to go in and be like, listen, we're going to decriminalize this. We're going to make it legal for you to do it. But you didn't say anything about big corporations being like, uh, nobody is, you know, like the parents left and the kid has an entire jar of cookies. And the kid's like, okay, this has got to be a setup. All right, these big corporations are sitting here now being like, come on, this has got to be a setup. You're literally letting us have access to this. We're going to take this, genetically modify it, patent it. You ain't going to be able to touch it like corn unless you pay us for it. So now the power has been removed from the hands of the state governments and it probably will be from the federal government because Joe Biden will have to distract from the fact that he's opened the southern border to massive 
massive immigration, uh, which is basically an invasion. It doesn't matter which way you cut it. That's what happened to Germany in the 1920s. So they'll have to distract from that fact with like, we've got to have marijuana legalization federally. And then Joe Biden will give one of his little black eyed, black beady eyed speeches. And he'll just, he'll tell you like, we've thought a lot about this and the black community has been detrimentally affected by marijuana and arrests from marijuana possession. And we thought we would just, we would decriminalize it, legalize it to take the pressure off the black community. And then, you know, anybody with a brain is sitting there thinking, well, hold on a second. Didn't Trump pass the second chance act? Didn't he sign that into law where predominantly black people were let out of prison for nonviolent drug offenses? People that had been in prison for years, perhaps decades, particularly those put in prison under Democratic administrations and very particularly people put in prison under Joe Biden's crime bill of the 1990s. Oh, but we can't talk about the second chance. We'll just legalize marijuana so you smoke your brains out and forget who made it illegal in the first place. Oh, and it's not just Democrats. I mean, remember Ronald Reagan's war on drugs and bringing crack into the country and feeding it through the Bush administration as well and the Clintons into, you know, places like Arkansas where Clinton was governor and trafficking it into, you know, the inner cities and big places like Los Angeles and having people like Freeway Ricky Ross, who we've interviewed on the show many times, Freeway Ricky Ross distributing it, becoming one of the the main cocaine dealers on the west coast of the United States, stretching all the way to the, to the southeastern part of the United States, making millions of dollars a day, and then finally getting nabbed by the, by the drug enforcement agency, the DEA. But knowing the DEA eventually was able to prove the DEA set him up, but he was running most of the operation. Oh, yeah, it's the Democrats. It's Bill Clinton who was on TV telling you to get a vaccine. It's George Bush's father, you know, it's Barack Obama and Joe Biden. It's the same people. It's Democrat, Republican. It's just a big scam, okay? It's Ronald Reagan. It's the hack Republicans, the hack Democrats. They're not legalizing marijuana so you can have a nice day and smoke. They're legalizing marijuana and decriminalizing marijuana so you don't realize how badly you are being bent over a barrel. That's why they're legalizing marijuana. So you don't realize what Cuomo did in New York. That's why they're legalizing marijuana. They're legalizing marijuana so you don't pay attention to the other vastly apparent social issues, political issues. Who cares about the southern border being wide open? We need marijuana legal. Who cares? If the economic systems of the United States are being systematically and synthetically obliterated, we need marijuana. All right. It's wrong for people to get arrested for marijuana. I agree with you. All drugs should just be legal. But that's up to the states to decide. It's not up to the federal government to decide. The federal government has no power in that matter. At least in terms of what's legal and what's not legal based on those means. The federal government has no power. States should have the power. And that's how it should be. And if a state wants to pass a law that says you can't have marijuana, it's up to the state to decide that. The federal constitution does not protect your right to get high 24 hours a day and then blame it on, well, man, it helps my creative processes. Right. You need to find new creative ways to lay on the couch in your underwear. I get it. I've seen it. 
It's not impressive. Marijuana is very beneficial, though. And um, I can pull up just article after article after article showing me the benefits of cannabis, the therapeutic benefits. Uh, One article I pulled up just for reference from the National Institute of Health said cannabis is an extremely safe and effective medication for many patients with chronic pain. In stark contrast to opioids and other available pain medications, cannabis is relatively non-addicting and has the best safety record of any known pain medication. No deaths attributed to overdose or direct effects of medication. It's kind of like what Cat Williams said. You might have thought he was dead. He ain't dead. He's going to wake up in 20 minutes hungry enough to eat all the food in your fridge. (laughs) Marijuana never killed nobody. Sure, it it doesn't really kill you uh, like opioids will. But why has it been illegal for so long? Why is it now being decriminalized? Well, I imagine, you know, just I'm just thinking like a crazy person here. I'd imagine the pharmaceutical industry has worked on a nice little deal with the politicians and those people that grow the marijuana. And so, yeah, you can have a marijuana farm. Yeah, you can you can have it transported between states that have you know decriminalization, legalization. You go down to your distributor and you can buy some marijuana, some gummies. You know, you could buy some marijuana chocolate, buy some marijuana candy. You know, some stuff that's got THC, get the CBD oil. Great. It's fine. Fantastic. But you're not going to profit from that. And somebody's going to profit from this if it's being made legal and it's being decriminalized. Someone's going to profit from it financially. And somebody else, maybe the same person, is going to profit from it socially because they're going to legalize it and decriminalize it to distract from other things that you should probably have a little bit of attention on. Now, they say from the NIH, more research needs to be pursued to discover degrees of efficiency in other areas of promise, such as in treating anxiety, depression, bipolar disorder, autism, nausea, vomiting, muscle spasms, seizures, and many neurological disorders. Patients deserve to have cannabis released from its current federal prohibition so that scientific research can proceed and so that physicians can prescribe cannabis with the same freedom accorded any other safe and effective medicine. That's a dangerous statement, and that's what I'm talking about decriminalize it, make it legal so, so physicians can prescribe it. Oh, so the physicians are going to prescribe it now because it's going to be a drug that you have to get a script for. Hmm. It's also suspicious to suggest that cannabis is something that should have the same freedom afforded to other safe and effective medications. You mean like the poison that they give people at the doctor's office, that the doctor's paid to give out, you know? like the hydroxychloroquine they give you, and you're like, oh, I thought you were a Trump supporter, Ryan. You don't like hydroxychloroquine? No, it doesn't work. Well, how can you say that? It's a malaria drug. It's worked for years. It's been proven safe. All the doctors that don't agree with the official narrative say you should believe that. No, I don't believe it works because they're giving hydroxychloroquine to people with zinc supplements. The zinc is working, not the hydroxychloroquine malaria drug. If you're interested in this particular article, it was published by Charles W. Webb, M.D., and Sandra Webb, registered nurse, published uh, by the Hawaii Journal Medical Public, well, I guess the J is Journal, J Medical Public Health, 2014, April. It's on the NCBI, the U.S. National Library of Medicine, National Institute of Health. So sure, marijuana can help you. Marijuana is beneficial, but... Even having marijuana not legal and criminalized, I've always wondered what are 
dealers mixing it with? What are people growing it with? There has to be a better way to do it. And I would imagine that when it's illegal, it's probably more dangerous. However, when it's legal, then you run the danger of having big corporations and pharmaceutical companies control the distribution of the marijuana. Here's an idea. If you want to do it, grow it yourself. And now that it's legal and decriminalized, grow it yourself. Then you'll know what goes into it. You'll know how it was grown. And you'll probably feel better about yourself because you'll have some nice homegrown marijuana. All right. I, I don't know how, how can people trust drug dealers to get marijuana. It is the most shady stuff I've ever seen in my life. And I've been in the middle of drug deals that involve, I mean, not that I'm participating, but I've been at people's houses where they've got people come over. They've got like Coke and heroin and, and meth. And it's like it would be one thing, one thing if it's like it was a situation that wasn't so shady. All right, but when it's real shady and there's guns involved and everybody's kind of tweaking already, I don't want to be in that environment. And so you say, sure, don't be in that environment, walk away from it. Great. Well, it's hard to walk away when the entire city of Rochester, New York smells like someone just took a bong rip, okay? It's really hard to walk away from 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 a city or from a place where you're living when everything smells like weed and and virtually everybody is smoking weed. I get it. It helps with chronic pain. Leave it at chronic pain. It helps people that have other bodily issues. I get it. It helps with that. But there is probably a better way to cultivate it and use it rather than relying on shady drug dealers to begin with. Or now you're not going to rely on shady drug dealers. Now you can rely on other types of shady drug dealers. These aren't the ones with the hoods and the guns. These aren't the ones that are strung out. These aren't the ones that are operating, you know, sleazy operations, you know, or having sex with you for for some drugs, okay? These are people, disagree with me all you want, I've seen everything you can imagine living in Orlando alone. I've just seen everything you can imagine. Maybe you don't have those situations when you buy drugs, but I've seen it all. Now, you're going to have to deal with other drug dealers. You've got to deal with doctors who are going to deal it to you. Now you've got to deal with shady corporations and pharmaceutical companies, and you thought that the drugs you got from the guy down the road might have been hit with something, spike with something. Wait until Big Pharma gets a hold of them. Wait until Big Biotech gets a hold of them. You ain't going to know what hit you. I maintain that marijuana is addictive, but it's not addictive. You are addicted to the process of the consumption and the usage. Just like you're addicted to the consumption and the usage of white flour and sugar and things of that sort. And so when people move to decriminalize and make legal marijuana, and it happens basically all at once, all across the country, uh, I find that very suspicious, and I find it even more suspicious that people are just like, yeah, I mean, I'll vote for you if you legalize marijuana. Well, immediately, I'm going to make a, a, a very harsh judgment as per your mental capacity to have a right to vote if you're voting so that you can smoke weed legally. All right. Now, if that's your whole life and that's what you want to do, I imagine there are people listening to this show right now, if they haven't turned it off, who feel differently and feel like, well, Ryan, that is what I like to do. Well, then do it, buddy. I don't care. What is, it doesn't hurt me. I'm not some conservative talk show host who thinks you're going to go to hell because you're smoking weed. God put it here. 
I guess God also put the tree of good and evil here, and you're not supposed to eat off that tree. Are you supposed to smoke the plant? Maybe the good, the tree of good and evil, maybe it was a marijuana plant. We don't know. You know, maybe it was a cannabis leaf. I don't know. The only thing I'm trying to tell you is, one, I don't like the cannabis marijuana culture. That's my opinion. That's my view. And I have a right to have that opinion in view, and I don't have to participate in it. Okay, we can find equal ground there. The second point I have is I don't buy that it makes you creative. If it did make you feel you know, creative, maybe you'd be, be, be creating and producing something that would change the world. Instead, you just sit on the couch in your underwear watching TV and eating Cheetos. All right, that's not creativity. Unless you're looking for new ways to cram your ball sack into your boxers, I don't think it's really creative. All right. Now, maybe creative in the sense that it kind of removes your inhibition so you kind of have a, a more clear mind to think. I imagine it probably does that. In fact, the people that do it for that reason, they are using it for creative purposes because they're doing it so they can clear their mind and they can get stuff done. Those are the productive people. And in both cases, it's not the marijuana. It's the person making that decision, the person who uses it to help themselves to do stuff as opposed to the person who uses it as an excuse to do those things when they do nothing but sit on the couch and play video games. There's a big difference. Now, in my opinion, it doesn't really matter which approach we take and which way we look at it because it's none of my business what you do if you smoke marijuana. But I'm telling you, the number three thing, you might be happy that it's legal. You might be happy that it's decriminalized. But now you don't really have to buy it from that drug dealer. Now you can buy it from a drug dealer. Uh, this drug dealer doesn't dress in a hoodie. This drug dealer dresses in a white lab coat. This drug dealer has CRISPR technology. This drug dealer has lots of money to throw at the FDA. This drug dealer has a tremendous amount of influence, and they can get studies and patents approved with very little evidence of the effectiveness, and then they can charge you money for having their product. We're talking about genetically altered Substances, we're talking about substances that are laced, like the U.S. federal government used to spray radioactive particulate on tobacco fields to make it even more dangerous and big experiments. Just don't be too excited about your legal decriminalized marijuana. And if you were smoking it before, you might want to watch out because where are you going to get it from now? I, I just I can't imagine how anybody could trust that. Well, they've had it legal in Colorado and Oregon for years, Ryan. Nothing's bad. Nothing bad's happened. Okay. <laughs> I think you confused me with someone who gives a shit. I don't care. Smoke marijuana, snort it, huff it, inject it, whatever you do with it, whatever drug you want to do, it's your life. And I think that's what confuses people sometimes about my viewpoint and about this show. I don't care what you do. Just don't do it and then BS me. And don't do it and try to hurt me or take something from me, okay? You do what you got to do. Whenever you got to do it, I don't really care. I think it should be legal. But don't get your hopes up that it's going to change the world. In fact, it'll probably make the world worse because now you just changed the controlling structure from a couple of shady people to a bunch of very powerful shady people who have a lot of money and a lot of power. And you support that because, oh, the Democratic politician said that they'll give me UFO files and marijuana if I vote for them. That sounds like you sold your soul. That doesn't sound like you're voting for somebody because they're going to make society better. It sounds like a big joke. It's actually kind of embarrassing that people do that. I'm voting, I'm voting for him or her because they want to legalize my pot, and I 
just can't go without smoking. It makes me so creative. I also read this thing that said here in New York, they're like black people are 16% more likely to be arrested for marijuana. Really? Well, that's because it's a democratic city probably because the Trump administration got black people who are arrested for marijuana out of prison for nonviolent drug offenses that Joe Biden and others put them in. Oh, don't forget. Yeah. Conservatives, Reagan, Bush and others, they're all involved in drug trafficking back to the Iran Contra scandal and before maybe 16% more black people get arrested for marijuana because when you have a city like Rochester, that's predominantly not white and you have a population of people predominantly white and black really, but predominantly black who are using marijuana. Yeah. They're probably going to get arrested for it. Should they probably not, but marijuana arrests for drug related arrests could also include Things like firearms and other things that have nothing to do with marijuana. So maybe if you weren't breaking the law, you wouldn't get arrested. Maybe black people wouldn't be arrested at a higher rate if black people weren't committing crimes at a substantially higher rate while making up a substantially lower percent of the population. That's just a statistical fact from the DOJ and the FBI. And I find it weird how the covers of all these, like the covers and the insides of these magazines here in New York celebrating cannabis, celebrating marijuana, all with black people. Don't white people smoke weed too? I think that seems kind of racially unjust, isn't it? I don't know. Uh, I don't really know what I'm talking about tonight. (laughs) I just wanted to share my view on marijuana and the legalization of marijuana and all the various aspects and components that I see that I thought needed to be discussed tonight here on The Secret Teachings on this Friday night edition. You might notice that the last couple nights the show's been an hour and then we've looped it. And if you're hearing the second hour, the show is in the archive. That's just because I'm going to be taking a vacation. I'm leaving tomorrow and uh, I am going to be traveling across the country. Um, I'm bringing my mic and my board with me. So we'll have some old shows airing, some old stuff that a lot of listeners have requested. We play some old shows and I'll be doing some radio while I'm traveling as well. If you'd like to get access to the archive to support us or donate to the show or get, grab a book, you can just buy the books on the website. And we do offer the bundle packs for the books. They're free shipping in the U.S. or they're drop shipped around the world, Australia, the U.K., wherever. Go to www.thesecretteachings.info. That's www.thesecretteachings.info. Click on the Donate or subscribe tab at the top of the page and it's very simple just click on the subscription type you want weekly monthly or yearly if you subscribe for one year then in the month of april you get a free copy of either the technological elixir or food philosophy my book occult arcana is available also on the website you get access to the archive you get access to the montages and the digital books it's fifty dollars for one year Just go to www.thesecretteachings.info and email us if you have any questions or you can use this email for PayPal. Just write it down, rdgable at yahoo.com. Send us a message. Let us know what you think of the show tonight, the rest of the week. And send me a message. What shows, if you don't have access to the archive, what shows do you want to hear when we do some replays the next couple of weeks. Again, I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. Thank you all so much for listening and supporting the show. Stay safe, stay informed, stay healthy. I'm taking a vacation, and we'll talk to you on the next broadcast right here on The Fringe. 
FM. Time may be up for tonight's broadcast of The Secret Teachings, but don't worry, you can still catch us Monday through Friday right here exclusively on The Fringe FM. You can also subscribe to the show and montage archive while grabbing my books at thesecretteachings.info. To get in contact with us, you can email the show at rdgable at yahoo.com. Stay tuned to KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. This is KTLK Digital Broadcasting, somewhere between the normal and paranormal. A collection of question marks. No reason, no explanation. Just a prolonged nightmare. Right here on The Fringe FM. Do you like The Secret Teachings and Ryan's passionately balanced approach to subjects from food and health to the entertainment industry and the occult? Then check out Ryan's books. Available in PDF and softcover with free shipping in the United States. For a practical, balanced, and unique look at the food industry, vaccinations, the theories of disease, and geoengineering, grab a copy of Food Philosophy. For a deeper look into artificial intelligence, UFO cults, black goo, and packs made with the devil in the music and entertainment industry, have a look at the technological elixir. Or look for Ryan's masterpiece, Occult Arcana, an encyclopedia of occult knowledge spanning from mythology and science to symbols and sigils, from ritual magic to voodoo, and from comparative religion and psychic abilities to paranormal activity. All three books can be purchased on the website at thesecretteachings.info, where you can read reviews from other authors and radio hosts around the world. Just visit the Secret Teachings. The truth is out there, and so are we. KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. The month of April brings us further into the waxing of the year, from the spring equinox to Beltane. Join us on The Secret Teachings to track this turning of the yearly wheel through synchromysticism, pop conspiracy, and more Monday through Friday on The Fringe FM. And as the sun waxes, expand your perception with a subscription to our show archive, which includes montages and my digital books. A one-time donation or a yearly subscription of $45 at the moment supports the show, the network, and you. Just visit www.thesecretteachings.info and click on the subscribe tab at the top of the page or use PayPal directly with the email rdgable at yahoo.com. All yearly subscribers also get a free copy of The Technological Elixir or Food Philosophy with free shipping in the U.S. You can also buy the book separately, including the enormous compilation of Occult Arcana. That's thesecretteachings.info, and your support allows us to do what we do Monday through Friday right here on The Fringe FM.